0: Okay, so I am here with Jessica Benhamou, Benhamou?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: (laughs) Boom! Yo, this is how you do, right? You start things right. Bad, yes. So Jessica is the writer and director of Love is a Hand Grenade, which was, um, I saw it during the BFI Flare Festival and um, yo, God damn. Like I didn't know what to expect, right? So I'd watched most of the films, like the films that I could watch, some of the subtitles I couldn't get with those, but um, I was like, I need to watch some of the, I, oh, because I, I like short films, you know, because I, I think sometimes a film, it, it's got too long to meander, but a short is very direct. And you don't necessarily always get the full story, but you get that snapshot. So you get those raw emotions of that moment in time. And that's always great. So, but it was just like, oh damn, there's all these shorts. Which ones do I watch? So I was just like, "Uh, let me just watch this one. And yeah, yours was one of the ones I just stumbled upon and it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was. There's, even though it's showing at, you know, the Flair Festival, I'm just like, yo, this is a situation that so many people find themselves in. Right? So um, how did this story come to you?
1: Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of a melting pot of lots of different things. Um, there was one particularly disastrous evening um, and, it was something that I felt was I was quite emotionally scarred by, and um, and I kind of only only maybe four or five years later realised that I think lots of things that are tragic uh, with time become a bit comedic, um, and um, and so I was finally able to kind of see the sort of events of that night with a more sort of humorous eye, and I kind of had this idea that um, of exploring friendship through the story so I kind of fused this night with the idea of exploring romantic interdependent uh female friendships and that was kind of where I ended up um I also wrote it after another sort of breakup and I feel I feel that I wouldn't have been able to write it had I been in a relationship because it is kind of dealing with lots of different breakups in, in different ways so there's a there's the friendship breakup there's the breakup that's happened before the story starts and presumably uh, gabby's going to be in hot <laughs> by by the end afterwards so it's kind of dealing with um ideas of love and friendship and you know one of the things you do start thinking when something ends is you know like am i too much so there's the half of you that's like am i too much am i the alexis um and then there's the side of you that's like am i settling should i be pushing for something more um was this ever enough for me so there's kind of two sides of of a person i think in a breakup at least for me and one of them is yeah Am I a handful? <laughs> so um so both characters are like have little bits of me, I guess, um in that way. It's
0: funny um, that you asked that question because we've got your exes here to answer it. Come on down! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> is Jessica um, a handful?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they would say yes, uh, with patience and hopefully still some affection. <laughs> but, uh, yes. <laughs> um and yeah, <laughs> so I'm probably not as extreme as an Alexis and I'm probably not as extreme as Gabby. They're just slightly more heightened versions of myself. Um, yeah, basically. So so that was, it was it, I think that's how scripts kind of often happen is you, you can't always place the evolution of an idea but the starting point might have been one thing. And by the end, the final product is really quite different. Like um you know, at the beginning I wanted to do something that was very weighted towards both sides, like, um, and then I realised that fundamentally, this was more Gabby's story in a way, <laughs> um, because I was always kind of more on, on, on her side in terms of what she was going through, it was more with her. Um, and so, while I think you're, you're drawn towards um, Alexis' point of view, Gabby's kind of more the lens through which we see the relationship basically, Um, more strongly, at least, yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, I I think you can look at it and relate, like you want to be a little Alexa, right? Because that whole, yo, you have to live in the moment, you can't be settling you're you know I mean? you, can't, you no. don't want to settle you need to free yourself up and just live but then it's like yeah but you know what I mean? like i can't cause that domino effect and just wreck everything so you yeah. got to be measured so you you look at him be like yeah no there's elements of that person but then you know that person is probably the most stable person to be like yeah <laughs> which, yeah, I just, I think straight away, right, and it's funny, i just seen a film um, that was dealing with, like, there was a scene with people drunk, and I'm just watching it, I'm just like, that's not drunk, like, what what is this? These are people acting like buffoons, but in yours, it's I think you really nailed some of that sh- stupidness. You're like, Yay. it is
1: spaceship. I think it's the hardest thing. I think it's, actually, it's like super hard to do drunk, actually. Um, it's really, really difficult. So that's it's really good that, that's, that it comes across like it's working really well because obviously um, it's just so hard to get right. Uh, because also when you are drunk, you kind of see the whole world through this kind of like blurred, yeah (laughs) we tried to get that across um you know the grade and and stuff which I think is really like soft and hopefully like I think it's really beautiful um yeah it's it's definitely a one to do because all that kind of inane stuff it feels almost a bit like the land of improvisation you Mm. know um it's quite hard to script something and have it that when you put these characters or these this cast in the room that it will translate really well like you can get really fascinated for a long time by stupid things when you're <laughs> when you're drunk you know like just just the task of taking off your shoes or something it becomes extraordinarily difficult so yeah so it's quite i think mean, that's quite it's definitely a challenge um, and, um, and I think next time I would probably let the cast get drunk or something, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I was just going to say, just, like, were, did, did it, people get a little lit to
1: do no, that? No, and it's hard to ask that of someone, you know, at nine in the morning. Uh, but, <laughs> but they did it and they did it really well. There were so many takes that were just so funny. Like, Saffron was so funny um, as, as a drunk. Um, and we just, we ended up, you know, like, having to pull it back a little bit, but... She was brilliant um, at that, basically. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: how did you cast? Yeah. Uh, like... So
1: Genesis had been. Oops. Sorry. What, what were you going to ask? Oh the...
0: no no no! Don't worry.
1: Okay. Genesis in a previous short, and um, and I suddenly had this moment where I was like, "Oh, it should be really good for this character," um, who I'd initially imagined her as being, because you often have these pairings and friendships where the Gabby version is quite neurotic. Yes. Um, and I thought that what she would bring to it, which might be more interesting is less of that, but more of this kind of um, kind of being vulnerable, but behind a sort of strong facade. So it's something mm. that people would say to me, they'd be like, you seem like you can take stuff. You seem like, like tough. And I'm always like, me? Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't feel that way. I'm really soft. Um, and, and Genesis, I think, said, I can't remember if she'd she had comments, but she, she gets cast often as, as kind of tough characters. And I was like, this might be quite interesting in terms of somebody who's trying to deal with it and absorbing so much from their friend, um, but is, um, but eventually cracks. Because if you have someone that's too kind of weak or, or neurotic, you might see them more as a pushover. You might see this as, you know, an argument that's happened many, many, many times before. Um, whereas it, feel, it does come across, I feel, that it's basically this is breaking point. Um, and, and the limit has been far, far crossed um, beyond the point of return. So, yeah, so that was... It's kind of so that was Genesis, uh, so I approached it directly, mm-hmm. and then and then it was really difficult to find someone as strong and as good to match that energy um, to play uh, the Alexis, because you've got to have someone that feels uh, like they have the ability to walk in a room and own that room, uh, which is quite a big ask of any actor. (laughs) And we, to be honest, we had lots of audition tapes and I was very worried, couldn't find someone quite right. Felt like I had to compromise in some way. And then eventually um, right before the shoot, um, this actress from my previous short, who does casting recommended Saffron. Um, And then we did a reading together and it was just like, it was just perfect. <laughs> and, uh, and I think what was great is that they were immediately, they immediately had this kind of like intimacy or, or ease with each other that had been missing in previous uh, readings where you have to feel like they're best friends, yes. you have to feel like you can touch their face and just like climb all over them in a <laughs> post-MeToo <laughs> era, but <laughs> you, you can have that familiarity um, for people to believe that, that they've been friends a long time. so. It was a challenge, I would say. Um, I think it works. Um, I think it was worth really pushing and looking and looking and looking. Um, and and I think it's just something, some, next time I'd like to have both of them, both of your leads on board much earlier. Uh, Cause then you can kind of discuss stuff more, like Genesis was on board for ages beforehand. Um, but yeah, it, it was a slow process, I would say. Um,
0: Okay, I, yeah, no, I, I definitely thought that whole, the whole vibe worked, right? You believed that they were friends, you believed that they cared for each other. You know, you, you believe that there's definitely been those moments where it's just like, just, you're too much, just go away. You know, what I mean? yeah. they've been through it all. Like, yeah. you, could, you could see it all within those interactions, which I thought was great. Because, yeah, it's always frustrating when you watch a film and you'd be like, I don't believe that they've been married for like 20 years or. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I don't buy them as husband and wife, like what mm. is this, <laughs> you know? What I mean? So to be able to see the connection, right? That's so important. So yeah, it yeah. definitely worked. I did enjoy that. Yay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think what I realized is that you just, when, it doesn't matter if it's a short or a feature, um, feature, the process of casting, it's not going to be easier because it's a short film. In fact, it's probably going to be harder to attach um, great great cast. So you have to really be prepared, unless you, you've written something for someone and you know you know who you want and you know that they'll do it. Um, for something to really shine, you have to be willing to have <laughs> um, a really long and arduous process because you don't have you don't have that structure or infrastructure of you know a casting director. You can't you know, you could maybe ask for a thousand audition tapes on um, on Spotlight, and I have done that on previous short films as a as a producer. But you don't actually get, you know, if you want to find um, the right cast, it's much more proactive, I think, generally than past, um, casting just um, you know like a casting notice. Like you've got to be proactively like really hunting. Um, And also think about, I think on a short, um, one thing that you want to be able to offer cast often is the chance to play a bit against type. So Genesis is in another short in that same strand in the festival and she could not be a more different character. And and I was like, this is amazing because people, if they watch both, are going to just see how much range you have. So it's, you know, I, I think you, You've got to kind of be able to give someone something um slightly different material to play with often i think that that's what a short that's why short might be interesting to really great actors um like saffron and genesis um
0: yeah because i i'd just seen her as death i just seen her as death and then i watched (laughs) yours and i was like she looks familiar but i can't place it and they're like oh my god it's the same bloody yeah. death how is that the same this is insane yeah it was yeah it was crazy. <laughs> yeah so,
1: so that's what i mean i think she normally gets i don't know if she gets characters quite like that but i think that i know that gabby was just wildly different to what she normally has so um so that's a fun challenge you know gabby is probably not so much what Jealousy is like um, and I think that's maybe you know that's quite fun um, fun to try out um, yeah but that's why you really needed Alexis to then be you know like a super you know strong yes. character because if if, if, if Gabby had been someone that comes across more sort of like weepy then you wouldn't need that the best friend is someone um, you know that dominant but, mm. but I think it's a much more exciting or fun friendship. Um, like it's, it's kind of um, uh, yeah. You you believe that they have their own little universe. I, I hope and stuff like that. So yeah, it could go in a few different ways when you have these kind of films like references or films that I love, like with No and I. You know they're kind of very eccentric very um that 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 does have the sort of hyper neurotic and the completely theatrical (laughs) and um and you could do it you could have besties that kind of evolve in lots of different ways but the most important is that they're they're like a little duo um so yeah um yeah
0: when you when you write it right do you kind of figure out where they go once the cameras stop or have you just literally finished with them at that point?
1: Oh no, I know what happens to them. <laughs> so, um, I I have a feature idea. It started as a feature idea. Um, I have an idea of where what happens next. Um, Outstanding. In my in my head, this is the opening in some in some way, shape, or form. And my idea is that basically. Gabby uh, Alexis goes missing <laughs> um and that Gabby kind of feels slightly responsible for pushing her over the edge yes. um and decides to try and go after her and find her um so yeah so I, I would see it as um Alexis c- having a complete meltdown after after this um because she's lost that one um person in her life that gave her some kind of stability and cared for her um and 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 I think also with people who have uh, bipolar depression you can be very isolated so if you lose a person like that it would feel like you've lost the limb yes. um and that you know your family might not be as supportive as you want they might not care, they might not be that involved. When you're manic, they might just want to, they might just not want to deal with it. You know, one of the things is that Gabby's the one looking after her friend. Um, And um, she's not, you know, it's not great if she's also taking on or accepted to go on this big night out, but it doesn't make you wonder why someone's behaving in that kind of way and what their relationships with their family are like. So yeah, so in my head, yeah, Alexis goes <laughs> um, very much.
0: Um, I, well, I, I yeah, I want to see it because I've definitely had kind of thoughts of where this goes next. Because I'm just like, did you finish it? And you're just like, oh, oh <laughs> all right, but but what but what next? Come on, yeah. you can't leave it like that. Come on. <laughs> I need more funding I, <laughs> I
1: would like to do what goes next it would be great um you know someone has to get behind that and uh, <laughs> and help um but yeah it would I think it is something that could um would definitely have potential um that way I think I think will be quite funny is or what will be quite challenging is when I wrote the script it hadn't been cast or made right whereas now there's so much how I see the characters that it makes it almost a bit more difficult to go back into the script because when you mm-hmm. write a script you're like it's me you can cast people and you you have your ideas of who they are but you're like this is me and this is me and this is me and, yeah. is me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and going back to that and kind of trying to reinsert yourself emotionally into the story is kind of it's been its own challenge, um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm a bit like, right, I should have really done the thing where you write the feature script first, then you do the short, and then you go back to the feature script, <laughs> uh, but I will get there hopefully eventually. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: like, how is the funding? Like, Because I, I've spoken to many different people and yeah it's always a tricky thing trying to get funds for um, you know your projects so how did you find it? I think it?
1: it's terrible, I think terrible would be the word that I would use, diabolical and terrible. Um, you have systems in France where if you're you know a writer or an actor or something there's a kind of almost like a basic living wage that you might be given uh, to enable you to develop things. I think the biggest challenge um, as a filmmaker is that it takes such a long time to secure any funding. Like the amount of work you have to do on to get any funding mm. um, and to get anywhere. And even, you know, getting something at the most basic level, it's so competitive that it's so incredibly hard to get. So I think we need a better system because um, it kind of favors it's why there's such huge divides in terms of um, financial backgrounds and stuff because it's just so hard in the industry to, to make any headway. Like, um, you know, if you're working, I've been working in film for now, like what? Like, uh, I wanna say maybe seven, eight years, something like that. And to start getting paid as a writer and director, it's in the only industry really where or one of the only kinds of industries in the, it's all kind of creative stuff where the amount of hours that you have to do to start being paid to create like artistic stuff is extraordinary. Any other other career, if you wanted to be a lawyer, you would get a trainee scheme (laughs) and they would pay you and they would train you. Um, But people don't train writers, right? You've got to do like lots of things on spec um, to get anywhere. And rather than it, I, there isn't really in the UK a writer's room like in America or something. So, no.
0: and, you and can't, I think it's very yeah. much of who you know, right? It is like, oh, do you know this? Like, if you know people, it opens up doors. If you don't know people, it's harder to get anywhere and people don't want to give you that knowledge of well this is how I did it or try this it's just like no and you're like oh
1: I'm not sure so I think okay so there's a lot of in film but also what I would say is it um I am quite a social creature pre-pandemic I've become a hermit (laughs) pre-pandemic <laughs> I would be out and about and I would go to meet people and you know like you if you got accredi- accreditation as a press or something a festival which is quite accessible right like you can it might, might have taken a bit more time you might have had to show that you've written reviews before but you can get that and then you can yeah. meet um, filmmakers and stuff so what I would say is that I had this moment a couple of years ago where I realized that even though I had known one person in the industry beforehand, he's not really in the industry because they do reality TV and that's not at all what I would do at all. And so they haven't actually been any help to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but basically it, it took a time, it's took, it taken a few years, but I would say, I've managed to now meet and, and know so many people Um, in the industry in terms of different companies, different distributors, different salespeople, different filmmakers, people in different departments by being part of these kind of events and and communities and things like that. And and there's a lot on Facebook, there's a lot that's free and there are things like, um, I joined during the pandemic, something called lunch club where you get set up on little lunch dates with uh, collaborators and stuff like that in fields that you find interesting. It's not particular to film, but there are filmmakers on there. Um, And so it does feel like you can get to know the pool of people more easily, like with the internet. Um, It does feel Mm. that information is out there. Um, It does require a huge hustle. And there are some people that are very good at it. Um, There are, I think there's people that are good at making stuff. And there's people that are very good at meeting people and networking. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a perfect (laughs) Venn diagram (laughs) and and I think that's also really interesting and worth talking about because people who are able to pitch for a film in a meeting and convince you to give them funding are not necessarily the people that would be the best actually making it.
0: Yes.
1: Um, You know, selling yourself and networking are very, they're very useful, but they're actually very different. And the people that you see succeeding generally have those skills. so it's i don't know basically it's it's bad it's not that bad it's not it's not inaccessible in terms of meeting people but i what i would say as well though is what i would agree of is that if you don't have a very strong connection to somebody it is still very hard to get paid work to actually get paid work in the you know like I, I still i would have no idea still how to get um Job in a sort of editorial team on a TV show. I don't know how that would happen.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's that's what I mean because it's just like,
1: yeah,
0: you can meet plenty. I've met plenty of people. Yeah, like there's a lot of people that I I've talked to and I can probably say hello to if I see them out. But to yeah. get work, right? To actually get writing yeah. gigs and to get into those rooms, yeah, I know no one that, I, that will, could do that. Yeah. And I, maybe there's people that might be able to, but I don't know them well enough to be like, hey, can you, uh, you know what I mean? I think
1: I think it's also legitimately though, because all the people you meet, they can't get that for themselves.
0: I know. it's,
1: it's It's not that they're all doing it. None of them are doing it. So it's, you know, I would say the very special few in terms of those meetings. Yes. I think what's quite interesting is there's this broad, you can meet, if you wanted to meet filmmakers, there are so many filmmakers and people that want to be filmmakers, if you, you know, to word it like that. There are so many that you can meet as many as you like. Like that is easy enough to build those relationships. In terms of navigating and trying to secure paid work, there are so many areas where, you know, I would have no idea. I feel like I have done way more than enough to secure that kind of work. But it's incredibly hard to secure that kind of work. (laughs) You know, I put editorial stuff in there. I would say commercial stuff. Um, If something has appeared, if I've I've got a commercials job, it's never come through my hustling. It's never come through me contacting people. It's been through somebody contacting me because they need someone and they think that I can do it. And that has required some sort of connection to that person. Mm. Um, So... They're all networking generally, connections generally, but it's it's still um, it's it's very rare and it's not enough for a living. So it's the kind of thing where you know the the entire time I've been working in film, I've I've had a second career going on. So, <laughs> um, and you know that I have not dropped that yet. Like I have not been able to. Um, to just do film and there are different ways that people try to get into film and um, you can go in as a runner and, and move up that way. But the problem with that route as well is that it does not allow the time to do the things like the short films yeah. that will open doors for you in the long run creatively. So it's just horrible decision-making all the time. Um, you know, what's the best, How? what's most important um, and it's, it's just really tough, I think.
0: Yes, yeah, an interesting one. And I think now you're seeing, like, organisations put these new criterias in place, right? Yes. Yeah. To, I, you know, it's said to increase, like, diversity and everything like that. But some of it I do wonder about. Like, how does that affect like yourself on a creative level? Um,
1: I'm quite wary of putting people in, in boxes. Uh, I'm quite wary of also these like very general boxes. Yeah, so There's a lot of issues around terminology like BAME and lumping.
0: I, I hate the term, it, it drives me insane. <laughs>
1: I I was having it so I've got a very very mixed family so you know my surname that you beautifully pronounced um is North African so I've got family who are basically Berbers and back one generation they were nomadic shepherds (laughs) and but then on my mum's side um you know originally they're like uh mainly Eastern European Jews but then also we've got um my uncle's married uh, this unusual uh, niche of Jewish, which is um, we've got Jamaican Jews uh, in the family. Um, they originally came through the Spanish Inquisition and stuff. It's a really interesting history. Um, and so when we're sitting at dinner, there's like, there's always a lot of different, it's like, we're all Jewish, but we're all very different. Um, so it's, I quite wary, of i think people are quite afraid to call you know there's this whole thing about how people identify and being afraid to call people by what they are you know like i was reading someone the other day that people are afraid to use the word jew like jew's are swear word now (laughs) and and when people say b-a-m-e it's like they're afraid to use the word black or something like it's it's become it's become this thing where people are very cautious um and i think i don't know I don't know how helpful it always is to have it so focused on like, what is um, like a visible disadvantage in the sense that you know, there's, there's people that I've worked with who are from um, financially not privileged backgrounds, but they wouldn't appear on any checklist as being yeah. deserving of any sort of special consideration. Um, And I think that, I think it's really difficult. I I think it's generally um, a really positive um, conversation. I think generally, I think what's quite funny and quite interesting is that I kind of look back, you know, at the teams that I've had on my films and long before, you know, it was trendy to hire women (laughs) or people of different backgrounds. my teams have always been like really like mixed, and that's always been hiring the best person for the job, mm. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and I do make efforts to, um, to I don't know, to like, um, to try and branch out and, and look at different CVs and 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 reach different people, but I think, um, I think it's just quite it's quite tricky. I don't know, um i think ugh, like it's generally really positive i just think that the story should be first um the thing i'm a bit wary about is stuff like that if you are black you must want to tell stories about black people or if I, you're Jewish, yeah. you must want to tell stories about Jewish people and i think i don't think it's right to put people in boxes that way like um um or to have expectations about how they should present themselves or be to tell a certain kind of story, right? Like, you might not want to tell. <laughs> I know that I personally, like, I'm quite interested in watching Jewish stories, for instance, and I'd be quite interested in making some, but I definitely don't particularly want to do, you know, I've no intention of making a Holocaust movie anytime <laughs> or something. So, it shouldn't be expected, for instance, that I am necessarily the person that should tell that story just based on my background. Um, it might inform, um, it might bring things to that story that, that other people might not know and experience or whatever, but it shouldn't be prescriptive that way, I think. Um, yeah, so I, I, what, what do you think? Um, would you agree with that?
0: No. I, I think what you said is horrendous, it's wrong. I can't believe that we're, yeah, it's, I'm shocked. I'm ch- no, yeah, of course. No, what you said is, is absolutely fair. Like, you, you put it perfectly, I kind of feel, because it's, there, there's, look, there's problems, right? There, there's definitely barriers in place for certain people to get into the industry. Right? I, I remember I was oh man this was gosh I think I was probably 16 and I'd gone oh man so many problems like I went to a load of different castings that just did not work because yeah. all the um the scripts were on the wall I couldn't see the scripts right my yes. sight is terrible so I can't see these scripts And, you know, on on the screens, when they're on the screens, they're also shining a big light in my face. I can't see a thing. And I'm like, read the thing. I'm like, I can't see it. And they're like, what do you mean you can't see it? And then he's like, ugh. And that failed. And I spoke to, I I speak to someone um, who was making a music video. And they're like, yeah, yeah, come. You'd be, you know, you'd be great for this video. I'm like, cool. And I turn, and the director's like, no, we're not using you. All right, huh? He's like, no one looks like you It's not going to work And I'm just like, okay yeah. And so it was just like, yeah it, just, it, it was crazy So you think at that moment In time, because I was so Young, it would be like, oh So I'm not going to be Doing films, okay So I went, I, I moved In a different direction But I'm kind of circling back But it's like, there's stuff like that so when you look at it and they're really like, "Oh, we, we shouldn't," you know, have this many people and this many people. You've been like, "Okay, I understand what they're trying to do." Yeah. Like when you were casting, did were, Did you know who um Gabby and um Alexis was, or was they- it just the when they when you when you met the right actress, you were like, "Yes."
1: Definitely when I met the right actress, I think, so I had speaking, you know, truthfully, I had this moment where right before the shoot, I was worried because um, I'd I'd written in a completely kind of colorblind way, but then I was worried that everyone's kind of concern often comes from a place of just anxiety and what I was worried people might do is watch the film and say I know this is written by a white person or this is written by somebody who's not black um and (laughs) I was worried I was like I don't want someone to watch my film and be like god
0: (laughs) you know when I was watching I was like was this written by a Jewish lady did you yeah no! Did you ask, No! no. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know. Um, like, I've had written by a Jewish lady from a mixed background.
1: I think it. I happens. do know. I mean, I have, what's <laughs> been quite interesting is I've had um, a Jewish filmmaker get in touch after watching that film, not knowing that I was Jewish, just because she liked that, that film. And I, and there's a problem, it's like, is it because, you know, even though it's not in an any way a Jewish film, it's still angst driven it's got some elements there that I would say are are still you know of a certain sensibility um but yeah I I don't like I think that's that's where people are worried as well like you might not feel like you're I think it's creating maybe a climate where you worry that you might not be right to tell a certain story right and and I don't think um it's not that it doesn't matter, but I don't think it should block people from telling certain stories. Like that what you want is that you can sit with your cast and you can say to them, please tell me <laughs> if there's anything wrong in this script, <laughs> if there's anything that doesn't feel true, um just let me know. I will not take it personally. Um you know, I want your input that way. You know, I want it to feel um, something that is authentic and, and true in your eyes too. So there's a way to do that, and I'm not saying I necessarily am the expert <laughs> in how to do that. But I think it's um, it's it's something to be aware of, um, but I don't think it's something to be afraid of. Um, yeah,
0: it, it's about research, right? If, yeah. if you're if you're writing something, you should be researching it, right? Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, where, where does your short go from here? Uh,
1: hopefully more festivals. <laughs> so <laughs> I think this is the thing is that even if a short does really well, like does it translate to getting a fun new feature? I don't know, we will see. Um, mm. I think the one thing I would say, going back to the whole, are you good at networking and sales versus making stuff? I feel, I feel I'm quite good at the sort of the networking side. Sales, I don't know. Um, sales, I think is quite tricky. But meeting people and and kind of building um, relationships and being open to like working with lots of different people, I think that I know will hopefully open doors on any project, on lots of different kinds of projects. Um, So yeah, hopefully we shall see. Um, I would love it to go to a nice festival in a sunny place because mainly I
0: need a holiday
1: (laughs) and I need to get away from the UK for a little bit but um Uh and I want I want a physical festival I don't know if that's too much to ask (laughs) I want to watch it in a cinema I've only seen it on my laptop which is
0: crazy oh damn
1: yeah yeah um everything has been fed back on my little laptop it's not you know it's not that big it's like like this right, so it's it's really tough. And like frankly, that's how most people will watch the film, so that's fine. But it would be really nice to watch it in a room with lots of people. I've only seen yeah. it really on my own.
0: <laughs> oh man, that um, is a travesty. I, I mean, you know, what I mean? but once everything opens up, you know, I mean? you yeah. should hire out, I don't know, the Prince Charles or something and go
1: go, oh, uh,
0: <laughs> go check it out.
1: I, yeah, I mean, some people do that. I've done smaller screenings before um I think if you can get into a London festival when stuff is physical that that's what I would like um yeah. that would be great or or a festival just somewhere I can go basically
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: yeah it's been great to chat and you know I wish you um, the really, really best of luck with your your scripts and if there's any way that I can help or look at it or anything you know don't hesitate to get in touch um, I would uh, love to have a look and yeah and and yeah hopefully there'll be more reviews for more festivals and lots of filmmakers um, doing what you're doing so hopefully it'll be a great avenue to to build your network
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you know what um, you know where you're playing at let me know and I'll I'll, I'll, uh... You know, I put I put it out there, and um, when you've got the next project, hey, come let's talk because um, this thank has been great. You. I really appreciate your time, so thank you very much. And uh, thank yeah, you. just congratulations on making such a great show. It was great.
1: Thank yeah.
0: you. All right. Take Bye. care. Thanks. Take care. Yes. Bye.